Hello and welcome to Desert Isolation Discs. My guest today is a journalist, recipe developer extraordinaire, a hat enthusiast and Worcester's greatest living mushroom correspondent. <laughs> She's got lost on almost every continent and even arrived in the entirely wrong county attempting to attend a watercress festival. She's known for her signature laugh and never fails to bring it out in others around her. She is Liz O'Keefe. Liz, welcome to Desert Isolation Discs. Hi! Thank you for being my uh, person who's cast away in a desert. Uh, so you've got to pick... <laughs> if I could get there. <laughs> you've got to... I set you the challenge of picking the eight tunes that you couldn't live without if yes. stuck in a desert. Uh, unfortunately, we made a slight error in the podcast in... Um, well, we've got a Going to every pub. Yeah, we got, we got drunk. <laughs> we, we have to fess up. We got drunk. We were attempting to... He got have... drunker than me. Yeah, yeah, I did. And you'll hear that from the recording. <laughs> um, so we'll have to excuse any slurring, any background noise, and any slumping off tables that you may hear over the course of the podcast. But this is Lizard's Desert Isolation Disc, red in tooth and claw. And we <laughs> begin by talking about Lizard's sister. Sharon was like going into her like late teens, um, and, you know, because she was like 15 when I was born. And so she like used to play a lot of Janice Joplin. She was obsessed with Janice Joplin and the Fame soundtrack, actually, <laughs> quite interestingly, um, which I now have the record. Um, and so we always joke that subliminally, as I was like, you know, a baby. I would just like be calm because like Janice Joplin would like that. And um, a load, like, lots of different songs um, that kind of speak to me. And obviously, she was really quite a tragic figure um, with, you know, dying so young and dying of an overdose. And I just remember thinking, she's so amazing. She's so, like, not old, not old in, like, a bad way, but, like, just so cool and, like, wow. Like, you know, she does whatever she wants to do. And she was just really free. She would wear whatever she wanted to wear. She didn't care, like, you know. That... So you were on shade, well, like, in shades with a, on a motorbike? <laughs> no, she used to do, like, live shows at a time where, even when you think about it, most women in music were kind of like club singers you had like you know little Billy Holiday behind you like you know women were very to do or it was the 60s kind of like you know like still a black or like very much like on show and pretty and, and harmonising yeah. and she just came out there and was like ah, 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 in <laughs> um, whatever she wanted to wear and it didn't care she didn't care about like what people thought of her I mean I know she was out of her head but like <laughs> I just I really I, I really really um, thought that that kind of like freedom was really useful and um, I wanted to be like that and so I picked Born Change great let's hear it on the last Too heavy for you, you can't hold it no more. 
siblings are quite a lot older than you. Has it impacted you? Well, I think that um, I've, I've always like kind of aspired to be like them, which I think is a really, it's worked out well for me, um, because, yeah, they're, they're wonderful people. Um, and it kind of gave me almost like a second mum and dad younger and didn't quite care as much as mum and dad so I got to do a lot more things than I think um, you would usually if you were just growing up with siblings of your own age
do that, yeah. Wait a minute, for the tape. What? We're going to take a picture of uh, cocktails. We are now going to take a short break to take a photo of the cocktails and ourselves. We're going to give you a little break from the pub time to talk about your next choice, Liz, one that's very dear to your heart. So the next one is from Kate Bush, and I love Kate Bush, um, and recently went to see her, and, you know, that uh, was the first tour in 30 years, I think. Um, And I think it's the same kind of thing as, like, Janis Joplin, because she's all about expression and, like, freedom, and just basically does whatever she wants. And the song that I really like is The Man With A Child Behind His Eyes, Um, because when I first discovered it, I was around the same age as she was when she wrote it, which was about 14. And it really changes as you get older Mm. and you listen to it again and you just rediscover things that she must have been thinking Mm. at that time. And, yeah, it completely changed the song to whatever situation you're in at that time. Fantastic. Let's hear it. They think he's lost on some horizon And suddenly I find myself Listening to a man I've never known before Telling me about the sea All his loves to eternity Ooh, he's here again The man with the child Originally by some other guy, uh-huh. um, and I listened to that song, and 
I got like I I enjoyed the um, Nirvana version, but I got a lot more um, from um, the David Bowie version. Yeah, and. Um, and then looking more into it and then finding the video, uh, it was all about, you know, he, he, that, was what, that was the time when he was really basing um, his music around like, the 1930s and Germany and it was all very cabaret. Um, and I really, um, yeah, I just felt that it was saying a lot more um, than people kind of gave it credit for. So Nirvana started my lifelong, I believe, <laughs> I hope my life continues to be long, um, obsession with David Bowie. Um, to celebrate that, you've got to start at the beginning. So my fourth song will be The Man Who Sold the World by Nirvana. We passed upon the stairs Spoken walls and well Although I wasn't there Said I was a friend Which came
I really welled up at one point um, in the song where um, basically the lines are um, you're, you're spring to me your life itself that's nice and at the point I was went you're spring to me and then I really kind of <laughs> over pause because I was like <gasps> and then I was like you are life itself Curry house in Kilburn, and it's, it's Turkish. Uh, yeah, a Turkish curry house. And Not actually curry. We're in a Turkish curry house it's in. We're in a Turkish kebab shop. Uh, we're in a Turkish kebab house in Kilburn, North London. Lizzie, what's your sixth track? Um, I just want to say before I carry on is that they also do curries. Um, just to we'll add it out. Yeah. Um, so, um, my sixth track. Um, yeah, we'll add it that bit, yeah. And that bit, yeah. Okay, carry on. My sixth track follows on from Bowie, and in the same kind of like, um, what are you laughing? What? You're laughing. We could have just, like, put a value... What's the sixth track? Like. What's the sixth track? I want to explain it. Am I not allowed to explain it? Explain it. That's the whole point, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um... Yeah. So, um... My next track is, um... Nina Simone. Because I kind of, like, found that Nina Simone existed because um, no one else knew. No. Um, through like David Bowie's music, so through um, World Is the Wind, um, because before that, um, I think it was like a musical. It was in World in the Wind was in a musical, um, but Nina Simone did a cover of it. Um, like maybe 20 years before Barry did um, and yeah it, it, it was really lovely and, and very different actually and, and it made the song a lot more uh, tragic um, like, so the, the love kind of felt like it was a, a lost love rather than a, a love that was continuing mm. um, and 
and yes, that got me listening to Nina Simone, and I think one of, of, well, anyone who knows anything about Nina Simone will know that she um, did a lot for, like, um, you know, humans, human rights movement and, um, you know, racial awareness, um, particularly in the US. Um, and one of her very cutting um, songs comes um, from a version of Strange Fruits. Um, although I do also really like um, The King Is Dead. I like is probably not the best um like word for that, but like where it's basically a song about um, Martin Luther King. But she just obviously she just speaks from the heart because she she experienced like um, you know the whole kind of separation of the of, of races of of being um, you know discriminated against for being um, black and for being a woman and she still got her like scholarship to play piano um, and she ended up you know like singing and and making it basically mm. um, but even though she made it she still made sure that she um, with her song she made certain points about the government and um, you know how there should be a progression Southern Feet Barren Strange Fruit Blood on the leaves And blood at the roots Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze Strange fruit Poplar trees Pastoral scene Of the gallant south Them big bulging eyes And the twisted mouth Scent of magnolia, clean and fresh. So we've given you a break from the pub to give you Liz's <laughs> penultimate choice, which is one that's very close to your family again. Yeah, yeah, it all seems to be about my family, which is, uh, yeah, nice to realise. Big influence. Yeah. Um, so this one would be um, the Dubliners. Um, so, uh, my family are of the Irish background, and I pretty much grew up, um, you know, going to all the family parties and uh, just listening to a lot of old Irish music. Though so I think the Tell doctors me about the are parties. still going, aren't they? <laughs> um, the parties. Well, everyone's drunk. Yeah. Obviously, when I was younger, I wasn't drunk. Mm. Um, 
don't, yeah. But you're aware that people around you seem to be acting differently. shouting, (laughs) fighting, running after each other. You know, just normal family stuff. So your family moved from Ireland to Worcester? Yeah, well, yeah. My father's mum and dad did. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I think they were like the only Irish family (laughs) in Worcester. You know, they like to make it hard for themselves. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and so basically... I think I learned a lot from just listening to bands like the Dubliners and mm. uh, picking up on a lot of the angst. Mm. Um, and I really, really enjoy Black Velvet Band. Mm. Um, I just really enjoyed everyone singing together, and it was probably like alcohol induced, but very happy <laughs> um, and cheery. Um, and yeah, sometimes a little bit angry. So. <laughs> When I listen to the Dubners, I just kind of go back there. <laughs> right, well, let's take you back there then. Yeah, let's go. In a neat little town they call Belfast, apprenticed a trade I was bound. And the many an hour, sweet happiness, have I spent in that neat little town. A sad misfortune came over me. Which caused me to stray from the land Far away from me friends and relations Betrayed by the black velvet band Her eyes, they shone like diamonds I thought her the queen of the land And her hair, it hung over her shoulder Tied up with a black velvet band so what's the final track you've got for us this evening? Okay, so we're going to go quite modern. Um, most of these have been, um, I don't know, maybe like pre-80s. Mm. Um, and being as I was born in 1981, <laughs> doesn't quite make sense. Um, so we're going to go forward to like now and um, I recently have um, become very interested in the artist Chanel Monet who is very Bowie-like actually Um, and um, I recently went to see her play live and she set out like Ten Commandments of um, so she she creates a certain world on stage where she's an android, so it's the Ten Commandments of Androids. Right. And um, it involves Bowie within that as one of the influences. Yeah. And um, so they're obviously concept albums, um, and she's done three so far, and they're following a narrative of... Um, a world of mostly robots that are controlled by humans, and she yeah. is a robot, so she falls in love with a human, mm. um, and that's against the law. So she's going to be just dis- like she's going to be—I don't know what you would call it—like um, just turned off, basically. Yeah. And so um, the bounty hunters and everything all. Um, going after her and I just think like obviously this all sounds obviously it's fantasy but um, it's just such a kind of like it's a running kind of like parody to how like our lives can be especially with like 
like gender and race and how like different groups react to one another and just because you know it's represented in like machines versus humans um, doesn't mean that you know um that it's, it, it almost makes it more important because it's like, well, it's just so stupid that you would treat people like that. Yeah. Um, so she makes a lot of really good points, but she does it in a great way that she doesn't doesn't necessarily have to like assign herself to those points because this is a fantasy world that she is singing about. Um, so if you listen to the eighth song, which I've chosen, which is Sincerely Jane, she makes a lot of really good points about um, the world right now um, that we should really, really think about. And she asks... Um, for us to, um, you know, the, she says, you know, you can't sleep, you can't keep on sleeping yeah. and letting things pass you by because, again, we're back to this, like, the society being a whole and us all being responsible for everybody in society and making it a better place. Mm. And if music can do anything, then it can inspire change. So that's why I really love Janelle Monet because I hope that she does that and I think that she does and that is that admirable reasons thank you very much <laughs> left the city my mama she said don't come back these kids won't kill each other they lost their minds they fake weddings grew making babies and can barely reach I'm going on to their wall Lord have mercy one two three four cousins just round here selling That was Janelle Monet. So, Liz, we've come to the end of your Desert Isolation Discs, mm-hmm. so I have to ask you to make a really difficult choice. Oh, no. If you had to save one from the burning flames <gasps> of the uh, hang glider that you've fallen down to earth in, what song would it be? Okay, I think... Oh, I think I'm probably going to upset you, but it's going to have to be the frog song. The frog song it is. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to save it. <laughs> one song on rotate that maybe the only could be left. It's the, a very long song. <laughs> the 44-inch record that you reference is yours and a player to play it on, I think. Um, <laughs> and also, we're, we're very generous here on Desert Isolation Discs. Oh. We give you the complete Red Dwarf box set and the Tiger <laughs> Who Came to Tea, but you're allowed another luxury item, so what will it be? I think, well... I'm kind of obsessed with, which is interesting actually, because you mentioned the whole like mushroom. What did you mention before? I mentioned that you were a mushroom correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> she Liz, was... <laughs> Liz was the finest mushroom correspondent at the trade title that we met at, which is the Fresh Produce Journal. Yeah. Probably the leading fruit and vegetable magazine, would you say? Uh, uh, pretty much. It's yeah. Well, it has to be really. Yes. But it's followed me. The mushrooms have followed me mm. because now I'm, you know, developing recipes with mushrooms and, you know, I might be doing a big mushroom project in the future. Mm. And as part of that, mm. 
Um, I've just become obsessed with truffle oil. Unlimited supply. Unlimited. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> An unlimited supply of truffle oil is yours. Liz, <laughs> he knows not what my... he does. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being my guest on Desert Isolation Dish today. It's been a pleasure. It has been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on Desert Isolation Discs. We do hope you join us next time. Any resemblance to any existing radio shows, alive or dead, is purely coincidental and of no obligation to us. 